Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, the great, the talented, the... Uh, so many adjectives I could come up with and adverbs. <laughs> I don't even know what they are, but Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show, as always. Thank you, Billy. Where are Very you today? happy to be here. You're I'm so- at home today. Look at you. That's so rare. Is everything okay? Yeah, we did the barn this morning and don't have to pick up Olivia until later on. So we're just at home. How is the barn looking? The barn is good. Okay. Well, that's a positive. We have a great show. We have uh, Pierre Amistoy joining us, the owner of Practical Move, Kentucky Derby contender. Remember Where do you think he's going to be in the wagering? Well, we can go through that. Do you want to go through that? I think, uh, let's see, Forte will be the favorite. Yeah. I think uh, Angel of Empire and Tap It Twice. Trice? Yeah. Will probably be the next two. And then I think, he, I think he'll be the fourth choice. Okay. So I think good price. I think he'll be 10 to 1. Okay. Yeah. That's a great price then. It's, a, it's the Derby. Usually everything in the in the Derby is a great price, right? That's true. Well, they said that Forte is going to be like the lowest price favorite in 20 years or some crap like that. I don't that. think so. I disagree. No. I disagree. I think because that last race was so odd. Yeah. That I think I think it's going to throw some people. I think it's going to throw some scent off. I don't know. We even uh we did the in the money media like Kentucky Derby draft. Yeah. And I ended up with first pick and I did not pick Forte. Who'd you take? Angel of Empire. He actually went as the third pick, Forte did. He went as the third pick. Wait, you took who? I took Angel of Empire. And then who was second? I think she took Verifying. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. It's a good race. I mean, there's lit there's a lot of good horses. This whole Japanese contingent, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about Talk about them uh, as we move forward with three things of note. Do you want to just jump right into it? Three things of note. Three things of note. Three <laughs> things of note. You're in such a good mood three today. Three things of note. Am I? Yeah. Uh, okay. So the first thing of note is Kentucky Derby. We had Derby preps. Derby so, preps. Let's uh, talk about can- them. We can breeze through these guys real quick. So we'll start off with the wood that went to Lord Miles for Vegso Racing, Owner Breeders, and uh, Sappy Joseph. Yep. I didn't watch it, did you? Yep. Big long shot. Okay. Came out of nowhere. Big long shot. Big long shot with a chance or just big long shot? Uh, I didn't think he had much of a chance going in, but he obviously uh, was – I was wrong. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but he proved everybody. Actually, you know what? I saw something on Twitter like touting him as a good long shot. So there were some people on him. I don't really? remember who it was. If you if it was you, please reach out to at own a horse. Okay. Uh next thing what you know who was? It was Justin Dew was talking about that horse. Is that who it was? I think. Okay. Uh blue bluegrass stakes, which bluegrass. went to Trap it Tap it Trice. Trap it Trice. Tap it Trice. So another Todd Pletcher trainee. And this this horse has actually been doing really well, but 
in my opinion, and he's going to hate me for this, oh, he no. is winning these races that don't generally produce Kentucky Derby winners. This is He has taken the path to we win We talked the about this. Didn't we talk yeah, about this when he won the, the Tampa Bay Derby? Mm-hmm. And we said that, that they just don't come this route. This, this horse could be different. And the reason this horse could be a little different is that he's getting better, number one. He he looks like mile and a quarter is going to be right up his alley, right? The way mm-hmm. his style that he just grinds and grinds and grinds. He's he's going to need some clear sailing, but everybody's going to need clear sailing. This this horse is interesting to me because I think a lot of people don't like him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I, but I don't think he should be taken lightly. To be honest with you, he's a big okay. strapping colt that's getting better. He's got the great right connections. And, you know, if they're grinding down the lane, he's going to be he's going to be picking up some pieces. Right. All right. I like it. I like it. And then, of course, the Santa Anita Derby, which, in my opinion, was the most exciting race. I know the bluegrass was exciting for two horses, but the Santa Anita Derby, I thought, was. Well, But wait, before you do that, uh, go back to the second place finisher verifying. I thought was very ran very well in there as well for Brad Cox. And I think he made the Derby. What was the deal with the uh, with the inquiry? Uh, I think God, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was just like a really bad time for me to like try and sit there and watch. They were they were very close. They kind of I think they came together. I think I think the outside horse, which was Tapatrice, was kind of maybe leaning on him a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. and it just got tight. But it ended up not being anything to write home about. Mm. There you go. That was some explanation, huh? That was very good, very yeah. good, very clear. And <laughs> well, if and if inside. if Trevor was doing the inquiry and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen," then you know you're coming down. If he just goes, <laughs> "Ladies and gentlemen," you're good. Uh, okay, and then uh, the Santa Ana Derby, like I had previously alluded to. Yes, what a what a terrific race um, between Practical Move. Uh, who was the eventual winner, and we're going to talk to his owner, Pierre Amistoy, coming up shortly. Um, the Japanese invader, Man- uh, Mandarin, Mandarin Hero, Hero, ran a monster race. And, he got uh, the rougher Skinner. trip, for and sure. Skinner. Well, he was able to save ground. He was got. He took a lot of dirt, and when he, he got like in the clear, he... started, but yeah, yeah he, when he got he... clear, he went. Oh, man. I mean, he ran great. Both of them received 100 buyer speed figures, the winner and uh, Mandarin Hero. And Mandarin Hero, unfortunately, is on the outside looking in at the Derby because he only has 40 points. But they are going to keep him here. Yep. Um, And they're saying, like, okay, look, we're going to keep him here. So just in case, maybe it's not, you know, an entire long shot. And they said possibly the Preakness. So they're not going to send him right home right away. Yeah, I think that's probably smart. I like it. Yeah, do you have the points board up? I'm trying to look it up right now as we speak. Oh. Derby, Kentucky, Derby, three days Derby. ago. Forte, Practical Move, Angel of Empire, Tap It, Tries, Two Fills. We had yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, Two Fills, Lord, Lord Miles, Miles, Derma Sodagake, Derma Sodagake, Race King, po- Rocket Can, Hit Show, Confidence Game, Verifying Verifying 13th, Sun Thunder, Wild on Ice, they said is going. Yes, they've confirmed he's going. Mage, Mage Blazing going. Sevens, and Blazing Sevens is a question mark. Yeah, reincarnate. Do you think they send him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I flew uh, the other day with Tom Ryan, and if he gets in, he will run. Okay. Private? You flew private? No, we were on regular flights. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see, and then well, we have to remember Continuar is in right because 
invite. So he takes Jace's up a road is is running. Skinner's on the outside looking so, in at twenty one. Uh, no, so Skinner's twenty one. That means Cyclone Mischief is twenty two. Major Dude twenty three. Mandarin Hero twenty four. Yeah, he's gonna need some help to get in. And they, I just read an article that said, "Hey, everybody who's in is running right now." So really, yeah, there aren't going to be, or so they don't think. They do not think there will be a lot of defections. All right. Well, I mean, we saw Rich Strike get in off like the also also also's last yep. year. Yes, so we did, and he won. We won't, we won't, uh, we won't count it out yet. Um, but the sand. So that was the uh, Derby situation. We also saw a really impressive effort from Faza in the Santa Anita Oaks. Obviously, she is not Kentucky Oaks bound, um, but I'm sure there's going to be some some nice three year old races from her yet to come. Absolutely, she was very impressive. She's undefeated and. Um... It's a statement by Michael Lund Peterson to say, I'm going with my trainer, who is Bob Baffert, who is in his final year of ineligibility for the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. And uh, Shit said, for Churchill, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it just Churchill. Churchill in general. And he said, I don't need the Kentucky Oaks. So good for him. Yep, I like it. Um, so think of note number two is that Keeneland opened. Yes, this it weekend. did. I was just and there. I know you're there right now. Yeah, I just got home. So how was it today? What was the atmosphere like? Has it warmed it's, up? I thought I saw it was, it was like sub zero. Oh no, it was beautiful today. I mean, like warm. It must have been yeah. mid seventies and just absolutely perfect. The atmosphere at Keeneland is like no other in the spring. I, everybody's out there having a great time, and um, the racing's phenomenal. The fields are big, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Every and everyone's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, listen. And this is going to, you know, I'm a homer, okay? You and I are Southern California homers. We love Santa Anita. We love Del Mar. We even like Los Al. But (laughs) when you are in Southern California, I feel like we all, and myself included, and you included too, we all have a penchant for complaining because the races don't go. We want bigger fields. They take the race off the grass. They, all these kind of things. We've just been complaining a lot. You come here. And the sun is shining, the racing's going on, everyone's smiling, and everybody's so nice to you. Um, I just, it's, oh, it's a great place. Oh, except for the grandpa crew. Who's the grandpa crew? I don't know. A lot of those guys in the green jackets can be less than nice. I don't know. I just think it's funny that they keep opening the doors for me every time I walk by back and forth. It just <laughs> cracks me up. I'm like, can I just open the door one time by myself? Right. But they do a great job. So kudos to Keeneland and Shannon Arvin, who runs that uh, that place that place um okay another piece of note is that turf paradise and arizona downs are in the process of being sold really yes who's so who's buying them ct reality is purchasing turf paradise okay um obviously that is a real estate development firm so so bye-bye arizona racing well i mean who knows right like well, I, do, I surely they don't. Said, I didn't know it was they happening. Don't have, they don't have a plan yet. They said that right now they are thinking that they are going to be running the 23-24 meet and finishing out the season, but they're not sure how many more years that they will keep it without converting it. Okay. Well, okay. we'll have to keep an eye on that. All right. So the other property I mentioned, Arizona Downs, uh, is not up for racing this year because they didn't apply for days. Uh, it's in Prescott Valley, and it is under contract f- to the Strana Group. Oh, well, that helps. Right? Yeah. So hopefully we have racing there. 
We want racing everywhere. Yes. I mean, if Turf Paradise closes down, I mean, which would be crazy. Uh, crazy to lose another racetrack. And I like Turf. It's got like I, a. Do you feel fun... like anybody's building racetracks, Michelle? Well, no, no one's building racetracks. <laughs> I, I don't want to lose another one. We though. can't keep losing racetracks. I miss Hollywood Park. I'm just going to say it. You do? Yeah. Mm. Poor Hollywood Park. I was never a huge fan of Hollywood Park. Why? Friday Night Racing you didn't like? Yeah, Friday Night was fun. It was fun. But it was just Hollywood a Park bitch of a drive and it was hot. And... Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's just, end okay. this. Wait, wait, wait. What? I just want to mention one other thing, too. Yes. I uh, want to congratulate not only Practical Move, who was a spring OBS sales graduate, but also First Piece, who won the John Shear, who was an OBS June graduate, as were the runner-up uh, Valiancer, also a OBS graduate. And what about the Monrovia winner? Was Was Elm Drive an OBS graduate? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, Elm Drive also, the the off-the-turf Monrovia. By the way, could you have not made that more perfect for you? Yeah, that's what – well, you didn't hear that I uh, had a big stink and went to Santa Anita and said, take all the races off the grass? (laughs) Well, I I knew you had some pull. Do you think I I could have that kind of power? I'm just saying, like, after her scratching out the Desert Stormer and then having to come back in a turf race, and she was, like, 10 or 20 to 1 in the morning line, and then all of a sudden you end up, like, off the grass, it's like (laughs) – You You know what's funny, Michelle, though? We talk about this all the time on the show. And so if you're listening right now, just get ready. I was so bummed when she had to scratch from the Desert Stormer. Like, I was legit Yeah, because you were like, she's going to win. She's 6-5. to She's drawn outside, small field, needed a good comeback race. Like, I was, like, distraught. And not just for me personally, but for... All our partners, the Little Red Feather partners, and, and for the Philly, because she's ready to run. It's like, you're ready to go, and then this happens, and you're like, God damn it. Um, And then she came back and worked really good twice, and the last work was like 58 and change with Jess. And then she's, I, I didn't bet a dime, but she was 7-1 to one in that race, which seemed a little high. Even mm-hmm. I, I kept saying to myself, well, she, I thought she'd get bet now that it was dirt. Now that Yeah, how did big, you not have a bet? I just didn't bet. I wasn't betting that day. It was a very strange day. Strange weekend. I don't know. <laughs> but congratulations, Elm Drive. I love that Philly. She's she's so cool. So, anyway. All right. You want to talk to um, Pierre, Pierre Amistoy? Pierre Amistoy. All right, yes. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take a break. Uh, Michelle will have something to read for you, and then we will come back with Pierre. The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by OBS. OBS sells more two-year-olds than any other sales company in the world. OBS two-year-old sales combined for 14% of the graded stakes placings since 2018. And their website includes a horse pedigree, under tack video, as well as a walking video and photos. A two-year-old buyer is not only buying the horse's potential, but also the expertise of the horseman that prepares these horses for their future and is truly an international marketplace. OBS horses have been purchased by buyers from 49 of the 50 United States, plus Korea, Japan, the Middle East, Hong Kong, Singapore, Europe. The OBS calendar that's coming up is the April sale. That's the under tack from the 16th to the 22nd. Sale dates the 25th to the 28th. And the June sale, which the under tack is June 5th through 10th. And the sale dates the 13th through the 15th. Hope to see you in Ocala. All right, back here on the Owner's Box. Very special guest today, Pierre Amistoy, the owner of Practical Move. Let me, well, let me rephrase that. Santa Anita Derby winner, Practical Move, who is on his way to the Kentucky Derby. How does that sound, Pierre? 
That sounds pretty sweet. I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, Michelle corrected me, you and your wife, Leslie, are the owners, correct? Yeah, we and have a Roger partner Beasley. named Roger. Correct. Okay. Well, we got that all yeah. straightened out. We, But, you know, I don't want your wife mad at us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, she'll remind you if you don't say it. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. So tell us a little, before we get into talking about Practical Move and, and going to the Kentucky Derby, tell us a little bit about your history and your involvement in thoroughbred racehorse ownership. Well, uh, many years ago uh, in the 70s, my father had a, a construction company, and then he sold it. Well, I had it in the 60s and 70s. He sold it in 75. And when he sold it, he'd already started dabbling in racehorses. And uh, he bought a couple of feed stars in Los Lunas, a little, uh, down a little bit south of Albuquerque. And then he sold the feed stars, and he built him a training center. It was wow. a, called New Mexico Stud. Hmm. And it was my brothers, three brothers, and my dad. And they built it from scratch, and they built a, a stud barn and a training track. And, and they did the whole thing here in New Mexico and broke a lot of colts for a lot of trainers in New Mexico because there was no facilities here at the time. Interesting. So, so I was around, I was around, but I wasn't involved that much. And then when he sold the drywall business in 75, then I was kind of without a job. You know, I didn't want to do drywall anymore. And my brothers had made some acquaintances at the racetrack by that time. And in particular, a couple of jockeys. And they asked me to go to the racetrack and be their agent. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. I, yeah. And not knowing much about being an agent, I didn't know what a condition book was. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, okay, let's go. So I went, and and fortunately enough for me, the jockeys I had were well received, and they were well liked, and they were and they were good riders. So it kicked off really good, and and uh, we just I did it for twelve years. Hustle book in Santa Fe, Albuquerque, a little bit Redoso, Turf Paradise, and uh, and enjoyed it, and did really good at it. Made a lot of money at it, and then I met Leslie in Turf Paradise. Even though we're both from Albuquerque, I met her in, in Turf Paradise. Oh, wow. And we st we started dating there, and she was one of the first horse trainers, women horse trainers in the country at the time. Wow. Look at all this stuff that nobody That's knew. Awesome. This is a great story. Wait a second. How did Wait, you so guys you meet? Read a condition book, and she's the, the first woman trainer in New Mexico. Yeah. I, she wasn't I, the first. She was one of the first. Yeah, one of the first. It was probably two or three at the time, but... Um, yeah, we met it in, uh, Arizona and, uh, what was your line, uh, Pierre? What was your, what was your pickup line? <laughs> I got a really good talk for you, baby. You need to use it. And then I got to meet her and then we had lunch and we had dinner and then we've been together ever since, uh, 40 was it, years, so it was, the 42 years. We wow. call that love at first sight. Kind of was, it was for me anyway. <laughs> That's amazing. So you're, and you're a jocks agent at the time. So how does, a, a jockey's agent all of a sudden go from having one of the main contenders in the Kentucky Derby. Give us, give us the scoop of the next, you know, 15 years. Okay. Well, I learned a lot as a doc agent. I learned a lot watching Leslie train. Uh, we, we did a lot of things together. We started going to Kentucky to buy horses for her clients. So we started, I started learning uh, confirmation, you know, the whole, reading the book, how to read a condition book, how to read a, a sales book. And it just, it just kept going and kept growing and kept growing. And then in, uh, we got married in 1988. And that same year, my dad and I just decided to get back into the drywall business. And so I quit being an agent at that time. And uh, he and I started our own business together uh, doing drywall. And it just we were just lucky. It was the right time. Things were exploding here in Albuquerque. And we grew exponentially through the next three or four or five years. And then 
um, Leslie decided to quit training a couple years later so we could start our family. And uh, we did real well in the in the drywall business. And but racing in New Mexico wasn't very good, so we we weren't really excited about racing horses here. So Leslie and I started going to Kentucky on our own and pin hooking year, weanlings to yearlings. Oh, nice! And yeah, and we did that for four years, and we made enough money in four years to buy our farm in Kentucky cash. Wow, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, so what was the what were your secrets? Wait, let's stop there because we do some pin hugging. I need some secrets of of how you were so successful <laughs> here, Pierre Amistoy. Well, uh, it was just a combination of Leslie's eye and and my eye, and we've kind of worked. We don't have a system as as like okay, you do this, I do that, I'll do this. We just look at them together. We look at the books together. We go, you know, we study them, and then we see the horses, and she'll pick a horse apart, and she, I don't want that one, and I'll say, well, I like this one. So we just kind of mander through them, and, and then we end up picking a short field of, you know, eight or 10, 12 that we think we can buy. At least that's how we did it back then. Sure. So we bought horses, and then we just turned them, and we were making buku buddy. I mean, we were making a lot of money uh, in doing that. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Let's, let's just buy our own place. So we did. We bought our own place, and... And uh, we sold a lot of nice horses, uh, yearlings. Uh, one year, another friend of mine, Mike Abraham, and I partnered up on a broodmare, and we pinned hooked her. Uh, we sold her, and we ended up selling her for $2.7 million, top to sell one Whoa. January. Oh, my goodness. In, in, in Keeneland. So, so we've done it for a while. We're very, you know, we're pretty well-versed in the whole, the whole deal. And then with Leslie being a trainer, when we look for trainers, we know what we want. I mean, we want the care that we think we deserve. And, and and that's what we do. And fortunately, we found Tim Yachtin, and and it turned out to be just a, a perfect setup for us. He's a hands-on trainer, and we like the way he, he operates. He clocks his own horses. Just everything about it was just a good fit for us. But that's how we started doing it. That's I have to laugh. It. Wait, Michelle, before your question, when he said hands-on, I thought he said he's a handsome trainer. And I was like, oh, well, well uh, he is a very handsome He's a handsome man. man. I have a big crush on Tim Yachtin. No, he is a handsome uh, man. Go ahead, Michelle. I want to. How did you? How did you meet Tim? You, it, like we've had a lot of owners on this show that were sitting next to someone randomly in a box. They met someone in line at the grocery store. So how did you well, meet Tim? Just through Mike Abraham? Yeah, it wasn't quite that random. Uh, so the, a couple of years ago, <laughs> Mike had a into mischief cult that we bought into, and we were getting him ready here. Actually, Leslie, it was so funny. Leslie went to the fairgrounds here and had a, uh, a little barn set up and. We had about four or five two-year-olds, and I said, Leslie, what are you doing? She goes, I'll do it. So she went and started doing it. She, she took care of the two-year-olds wow. and got this horse ready. And uh, so I said, Mike, what do we do with him? I said, I don't want to run him around here. And he says, let's, let's take him to California. But I didn't want to go to a big, big stable, you know, with two, three, four hundred horses. I, sure. mm-hmm. I wanted more attention, more. And he said, well, I know a guy out there named Tim, that uh, teen, and I had never heard of the guy. So he says, i tell you what, let's call Jaime Gomez from Los Alamitos. He's a good friend of mine. He knows Tim real well. Let's call him. So we called him and, and Jaime, uh, in his in his very special way, the way he talked, has spoken Spanish and English. Mijo, yes, Mijo, <laughs> I know him. Mijo. Let me tell you, Mijo, he wonderful guy, he beautiful God, guy. I love this guy, Mijo. <laughs> this son of a bitch, that's what he would tell you. That's exactly right. Good son of a bitch, this guy. He said. So son of a bitch, Mijo. he said, Pierre. He said, Pierre, you can't go wrong. He's a great guy. He's a good trainer. So he gave us a little history on the guy. So okay, let's do it. So I so Mike says, here, here's Tim's number. Call him. So I called Tim. We visited that that year, and uh, it was a spring, I guess, two years ago. We visited and talked, and we were getting ready to send the Colts out there. And then we, Leslie sent him to Sunland, and he breezed one time and got hurt. Oh First no! First breeze he got. Oh. 
God dang so it. we didn't get to run him. And so I called Tim and told him, you know, we're not going to get to go. The horse isn't going to make it. And so anyway, we kind of just lost track of each other for a year. And then I told him, you know what? I'm going to go buy a couple of colts. I'll, I'll get you something. He said, all right, well, that's whenever you're ready, Pierre, that's fine. So my partner, Roger, he and I got some good quarter horses together, uh, done really well. And uh, he said, Pierre, goddamn, let's go get us a couple of good thoroughbreds. You're, you could pick them, man. You could pick them. Let's go. Let's go get some. I said, all right, if you want me to, I'll go. He said, okay. So Leslie looked it up. He said, Pierre, there's a, there's a sale in March or April. Let's go to Ocala. We had been to OBS in our lives anyway. She goes, let's go. It'll be fun. So we took off. We went and spent a week there, and we looked at hundreds of horses. And it was just kind of weird when we got there. The first day we went to look, we found this colt. And we just kept coming back to him and coming back to him. We x-rayed him. We, we did the scope. We did everything. We just And he checked all the boxes. He was just he was what we thought we were looking for. He had the scope, the size, the range. And then we watched him work. And we were really excited. I said, man, this as big as he is to work that fast and then gallop out that strong, we were on him. We said, we were on him. He was at the top of our list. And we had picked another dozen, I guess, that we liked. And um, so that's how we found him. We just went out there and we just kept looking. And we just uh, and then we talked to Barry, and Barry really liked the horse. He said, Pierre, this is a good horse. And uh, I said, well, we really liked him. We're going to try to get him. So another little story was we went to the sea. He was first day. So we're at the ring getting ready to bid, and here they come and start selling horses. And Leslie's getting nervous, and I'm getting nervous, and here he comes. And we had a, you know, we had a budget of, you know, 160, 70. We'll get him. I said, we'll get him for that because practical jokes weren't going, you know, really high. They were sure. They were being a good money, crazy money. What? Wait, before you yeah. tell us this great story, what was the, um, what was your budget? We thought we could get him for about 175, okay. 180,000. Okay. So, so it was funny. We talked when I talked to Roger. He said, "Let's go buy two or three. He said, "We'll we'll go spend some money and buy two or three. So anyway, so he comes to the ring, and he's going, and he gets to 170 like in 15 seconds. I'm going, oh my god! Oh, no. so everybody else likes it too, right? So Leslie gets a little discouraged, and she walks off. She goes back to the table, and she goes, "Oh, we're not going to get it." So she went. I stayed there, and I just I just kept watching and piddling. I bit again, and then somebody bit. And I bit again, and and then I saw the guy cross the ring over who was bidding against me. And I could see he was starting to fret. He was starting to sweat. He was moving his hat. He was look. I said, I think I can get this horse. <laughs> so we got. We got Do you know who it was? Feet. No, I didn't know who he was. But I I seen him around, but I didn't know who he was. So he bid two fifteen, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I said, I just looked at the guy and I said two thirty. Nice. He said two thirty. The guy turned her off and left, and he walked off. Oh. And well, I got him. For the I'm going to tell you guys something. That was me. The kill punch. No, oh. it wasn't. Was it really? No, it wasn't me. No, oh. but it would have been a great story for the pod I if it was. I thought it was for a second there, oh, Billy. Uh, no. no. So, Pierre, can I back but, you up just real quick? Um, you said sure. you made, obviously, a, a, a large portion of money doing pin hooking. Can you just tell me a little bit about your relationship with OBS, if that is where you ended up pin hooking horses at? It was not. I did everything in Kentucky. When okay. I had the farm, we would, we would buy and raise or buy weanlings in Kentucky, had my place, and we'd sell everything in Kentucky at November or January. Okay. So we had never been to Florida to look at two and training horses. And and this was this was the wow. first time. So what do you That's impressive. Do you, do you go back to OBS now? Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, we we were talking about it, but I told Les, Les if we go, it's gonna be the week before the Derby. We're gonna be there for a week. We we'll have time to get home. We'll have to go from there straight to the Derby. And we got pets and stuff, you know, here. We got our brood mares and stuff. And so I don't think we're going to make it. Unless we go just for a couple of days, just to in and out, you know, two, three days and get out. 
because mm-hmm. uh, Roger, Roger, my partner, he was calling me yesterday. He says, Pierre, go back over there and find one exactly like that one. I And if you you did a lot of hooking earlier, I feel like there are very different specialties, finding a two-year-old in training and finding something young that's going to grow up to be nice. So what, what, what did you use the most? Like what, what's your, what was your key thing when you saw him that you're just like, this is going to be the derby horse that we want. That might be the same as when you're looking at a baby and you're like, this is, this is going to be a derby horse. So when you look at a baby, or we look at babies, we look for confirmation. Ultimately, that's got to be right. That's sure. got to be correct. And then the page, you got to have enough page that'll carry you to a sale good enough. But all you have to do is raise them and not get them hurt. They don't have to perform. They don't have to show they can run. They don't have to do anything except grow up, look good, have them prepared, have them ready, and you'll make money. I mean, I don't know if we've ever didn't make money. You make money every time. Mm-hmm. In a rate when you're looking for a racehorse, and when, in particular, we were looking for a horse that would run a route of ground. So it was much different. You could have a good-looking wiener that could look like a speed horse and still get good money as a yearling. Sure. Right. But but to go from a two-year-old to the racetrack, you've got to have the like I said earlier, the length, the scope, the stretch, you know, to run a route of ground. Yeah, you could see a lot of horses there that you could buy and run six and six and a half furlongs and win a lot of races. But we weren't looking for that. We were looking for a horse that could get two turns, a horse that can carry the speed longer. So we were looking for a speed sire and a distance dam. We wanted the bottom side to carry the route for us and the speed come mm-hmm. from the sire. And we picked Practical Joke because he never went going farther than the mile. He was a fast, fast horse, went three grade ones. And the mama is a daughter of A. Fleet Alex who won the Belmont in the Preakness. So yep. we had what we wanted in the pedigree. And he had the look, even though he was the only thing we, we we were questioning ourselves on was the April 30th birthday. You know, we'd like him a little earlier, but but he was big enough and strong enough, big foot, big knee, just x-rays were perfect. His throat was great. It was just there. But the kicker for us was when he worked. When he worked that fast, 10 and 1, with a horse that big, Yep. and he went around that turn, we copped him in 21 and changed, 33 flat, galloping out. Wow. That's amazing. You know, it is, it's, it's a testament to you guys because this is not easy what you've done and you make it sound Mm -mm. so easy to pick out this individual. Um, I've been going to these sales for a long time. We're always looking for a derby horse and it's just, it's, it's extremely hard. I mean, I literally, this isn't even a question, just kudos to you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. We're, we're proud of the the accomplishment for sure. But you know, a lot of times we find horses we like, we can't buy them, you know, when, when, when you got the big guys, the Cheeks and Bob and those guys going to buy horses, well, you know, they're being six, seven, eight hundred thousand. Well, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. So what with, do you think Roger, kept him? What do you think kept Practical Move from selling for more at the OBSL? I don't know. I don't know if they didn't like his sire going far enough or they didn't like the dam. It was her, it was her first foal, so she was a young dam. Sure. We didn't know. We didn't know why. I, 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 don't, I think the Practical Joke might have. You know, he had a couple of runners a year before, but nothing. Most of his runners were in Chile, I think, weren't they? Yeah. And he had one filly here that uh, Chocolate Gelato ran here. Yep. What a great mm-hmm. one. But a lot of the horses that ran, they didn't, they weren't here. They were out of the country, and I don't think he was uh, picked up on yet. But I loved his breeding, you know, being a son of into mischief. And I loved his sort of humor, his bottom side. So uh, we, we, I don't know why I didn't bring any more money. I mean, he looks like a bargain now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, he's won over 800000 a grade one. He's, yeah. I mean, it, headed to the Kentucky Derby. Pierre Amistoy joining us here on the Owner's Box. Pierre, 
Uh, we had Bill Strauss on uh, for the Hot Rod Charlie experience, and I always like to bring up Bill Strauss because I saw your interview afterwards, and I think it was with Michelle, and yeah, I could see there was excitement, but you guys weren't going crazy. Is that just your personality, or are you inside like going crazy? Because I would have been going crazy. We were going crazy inside, believe me. Okay. We, you know, we looked a little silly in the stampede when we won that race. We were jumping in chair like we were cheerleaders. I mean, we were. And I said, Les, we got to, we got to calm down here a little bit. This is getting a little crazy, you know. So, <laughs> but inside, we were as we were as nervous as you could be. We were, but we we just told ourselves to keep it calm, keep it, you know, keep it sensible. I didn't want to say something stupid for sure. I was trying to be. You did not you know, come across uh, as stupid. I promise you that. I just thought I, I would have probably been crying and, I'll, you know, and you guys look calm, cool, and collected. I was actually like pretty amazed. But now, what's going to happen in this next month? Are you, uh, Bill Strauss, I'm bringing him back up. He said he didn't literally sleep for a month because every morning he would just wake up and want to make sure that the horse was okay. Is How are you going to get through this? Give us some pointers. Well, um, I mean, Leslie didn't sleep very good last night. <laughs> she woke up this morning and said, Pierre, I was restless all night. We go to bed talking about it. We wake up talking about it. I go to work. My crew's talking to me. My sister comes in and talks to me. I get phone calls all day. So we're not going to be able to avoid this. It's all over town now. It's all over. So we're going to have to live it. Uh, we've been in big races before, not the Kentucky Derby. We've been in some large races. So we've got a little bit of experience in being in two or three million dollar races. But and this one is not even the money as much as it's, it's the importance and the prestige of this race. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't know. We're just going to live our life. We got Leslie's got her. We got a handful of brood mares here and our babies are coming home from the stud farms. Now we're looking at them and we got, we're breeding them back. And so we got things to do to keep us uh, occupied, but we're going about a week or how, when are we going, babe? Nine days early for on the first, the 30th. Ooh, all right. Well, I, I have a, I have a question that you can absolutely not answer. If you don't want to, but have you received right. any offers as far as maybe someone buying a piece, stallion deals? Are you working on all that kind of stuff? All the above. All the above. Wow. Yep. Yep. Can You're Michelle and I buy in? I've got a lot of zeros. I have nothing to go in front of them. Yeah, I have tons of zeros. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Zeros, I mean, my 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 intellect is zero. So wait, here I have a, I have a completely uh, 180 question. Do you guys still have quarter horses too? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah we do. We had uh, last year in New Mexico we had the leading uh, 870 champion here, and oh. we had the leading. Yeah, he made 400 and something thousand, and we had a, his full sister uh, was uh, the champion mare in New Mexico. And by coincidentally, those are the two horses that I when I and Roger met. He had a friend uh, that knew me, and Roger had an old mare that they couldn't get in full. And 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 this guy named Miles. He's Miles Pierre. Will you take this horse? A friend of mine from Tallah, from uh, Austin. They can't get her full. Let's get her, clean her up, and breed her to your champion horse, First Moon Flash. That's all oh, right. you, you have First do all- Moon Flash. We've got a First Moon Flash baby. Look at you guys with quarter you're, horse talk. You guys are just leaving crazy. me in the dust. Really? We 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 bought it. Leslie picked him out as a yearling at the Redoso sale. And see, so we owned his daddy, First of Flash, who was champion two-year-old. Yeah. And then Leslie, and he had one crop, and he died. And then Leslie found First Moon Flash at the Redoso Cell. He made us, he was a champion uh, stallion, champion racehorse, and he made over a million dollars racing, or about a million dollars racing. Wow. Is Leslie so sitting right her. next to you? She is. She's right here. Can we talk to Can her? Talk to her? Yeah. Yeah. Here's, 
Here she is. I mean, Pierre, you've sure. been fantastic, but I want to hear some some truths now, Leslie. <laughs> well, Leslie, I've got a nice into mischief uh, quarter horse filly if you guys are looking for something. <laughs> Nice. I like that. <laughs> Leslie, how how we just talked to Pierre, he said you're not sleeping well. That is to be expected. How are you gonna handle yeah. this next month? Well, it's gonna be hard. It's you know, it's so exciting. We're just we we're living the dream right now. So we're just gonna enjoy it and, you know, try to like talk to you guys and talk to the horse world and, you know, really have a lot of fun with it. Have you considered for one second that getting rid of Tim Yachtine and just you train him up to the Kentucky Derby? Oh, that was my question. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) No, Tim's done a great job. He's trained quite a bit different horse than I I trained, you know. Uh, I just trained some little horses around here in New Mexico, Arizona, but different caliber. He's done a great job with him. How many friends and family have already called you and said, by the way, I'm going? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, more than they gave us tickets for. <laughs> yeah, they only give you like four tickets or something, right? Who? Yeah, well, no, they get the owner's box. You get uh, 16 tickets. Oh, the new yeah. boxes downstairs. Oh, nice. Those that's are beautiful. Right, yeah, right. Michelle yeah. and I will come say hi for sure, and we'll, yeah. we'll buy you a drink Dude, or something. Come. Who who gets more excited during the races, you or Pierre? Uh, I don't know. I think me. <laughs> what what kind of a rooter are you? Oh, I cheer him the whole way. I tell him, go here, go there, come on, move him. You know, I tell him, ride. I ride the whole race. You ride the whole race. Were you a little bit, yeah. we didn't even ask Pierre, but when Mandarin Hero kind of snuck through between horses, what, I mean, what were you thinking at that point? Uh, well, he followed us the whole race. Yep. He just followed us and tracked us and tracked us. And, and uh, I thought that, practical would dig in and beat him and he did you know it's interesting when you watch his last two races um ramon vasquez obviously gets along with this horse amazingly well but at the three ace pole of both races and a lot of times you can see this if you watch a lot of races like michelle and i and i'm sure you do too leslie he always looks loaded for bear at the three ace pole which i think gives him you know like the last two races i've called him a winner both times this horse is going to win you feel yeah. the same way? Yeah, I think he's been loaded, just like you said. And, and, and Ramon's just waiting and waiting for time to ask him to go. I think he was a too long. Yeah, and this time he may have waited a little bit. But, you know, he was tracking that horse on the lead, and the horse was starting to stop, and he was having to decide whether, when to go, you know. Well, and by the time he went, they were on it. Yeah, interesting. Right. And and in the Kentucky Derby with such a large field and having actually some tactical speed, I can only imagine that I think it's an advantage for Pac Practical Move to be able to kind of sit the pocket, relax, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, save mm-hmm. some energy. Hopefully he gets a great post where he can just kind of sit there and hopefully at the three ace pull at Louisville, although there's a longer has a long stretch there at Louisville, believe me, I've I've been there. So uh but hopefully yeah. he's loaded again. Seventeen hundred feet or something like that, isn't it? It's yeah, it's the long one. A I have long a, I have a question. What's more exciting, having a horse run in the Derby or have horses run in the All American? Oh gosh, the Derby by far. <laughs> I mean, the All American <laughs> is the greatest quarter ever, you know. But the All American, you know, I mean, it's a great excitement. But the the Kentucky Derby would be 
the height of it all. Especially with a horse that you picked out. I love that. This it's is like, so cool. It's not no bloodstock people, just us going to the sales. I yeah. love it. I'm I it was so are you are you up for hire in case I want to you know in case I want to <laughs> there you go. Wait, it, I want to know if Pierre is upset now that we're talking to you. No, no, no. He's There's, okay. Like I said, great time with it. We we want to enjoy it all we can. Well, we have had a we we have had a great time talking to both of you. Can you put them on speakerphone so we can kind of say goodbye to? We've taken up plenty of your time. Sure, he's on. Okay. Um, Pierre, Leslie, uh, thank you, first of all, for coming on today. I want to ask each of you one question that we always leave our guests with for new people getting into the game. Give that one piece of advice for, for horse ownership that these people should kind of live, have their credo, live their life by give a piece of advice. Do it within your means and find somebody you can trust. Yeah. It's all about finding a professional that you can trust and you can talk to somebody oh, that's approachable. Those are, those are great words, words to live by. We appreciate you guys spending the time with us today. We are, I believe Michelle and I are both on the practical move bandwagon. I think he's a really, really just outstanding horse. And you guys picked out, you picked out a winner. So uh, congratulations to both of you. We will be watching closely and uh, you know, hopefully after the Derby, we'll have you guys back on the show. I don't want to put any jinxes on there though. No jinxes. No cooling. All right. That sounds great. I'll be a lot of, if you guys are there, call us. We'd like to meet you guys too. We'll go have a lunch or dinner or drinks, whatever. We'd like to visit with you guys. You got it. Oh, fun. You got it. We'll be there. So uh, Leslie and Pierre Amistoy, owners of Practical Move, here on the Owner's Box. Thanks, you guys. All yeah, right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I mean, how great was that? They're so awesome. Yeah, really. I got the chills right now. <laughs> I'm such a sap. Are you? Yeah, but I, I really mean it. Like, I, like there's certain horses that you like, and there's certain horses sometimes that you just don't, you're not a fan of. For whatever reason, right. we've talked about this on the show, right? I yes. like that horse. I think he's a really good horse. I think he's super cool. I love the fact that he has enough sp- enough speed to, to be close, but they don't have to rush him. Like, I think that horse, Ramon knows him so well, and he's such a good judge of pace that they're going to be able to put that. If they're going too fast, he'll sit back. If they're not, he'll mm-hmm. be right there. And I just, I think he has a chance. You know, and Tim Yachtin, listen, the guy was with Baffert for a long time. There's no reason that he can't. I think know. he was for Whittingham too, didn't he? Absolutely. And he's got and that I mean, dang Millie ball by his side. I mean, what a great story. Uh, they were great. So I have to give uh, credit out to Millie, by the way, for facilitating. Yeah, our- and, and congratulations to Tim. And, and look, you know, Tim, Tim has to go through a lot because of this whole Baffert thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's training Baffert's horses and he's training his own horses. And, you know, good for him that he made it with his horse. You know, right? the home, and, the uh, the organic horse, I like to call. Right, it. the organic. I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great story. I think Pierre and Leslie obviously are extremely knowledgeable in the horse business, and it's nice to talk to them um, because they're also grounded. Um, they understand how lucky they are too, and and they've mm-hmm. had other successes, but as she said, nothing like this. So, uh, kudos to uh, Leslie and Pierre Amistoy. Great get, Michelle. Thank you for Yay, putting that together. They were great. So happy for them. Uh, and I just love talking to Pierre, by the way. It was like he had answers for everything that were so clear. And he had really great stories that were told oh, in just a really intriguing way. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Very good, very good, very good. They're 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 going to get good good juju from uh, the owners box. I think so. All right, Michelle, we have nothing coming up at San Anita. What are we going to do? How are we going to end the we show? Not. We have nothing coming up at the Great Race Place because we are off this weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, no racing. We do resume racing next Friday, the twenty first of April. Okay. What are you doing for your? Oh, you're in Kentucky for your off week. I'm in Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going to be at Keeneland. If anybody's at Keeneland, come say hello. I'm going to uh, go to the You can fair. tweet us at <laughs> Own a Horse, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. Uh, you can email us at any time. I'm Billy at LittleRedFeather.com. If you're interested in getting into horses or finding out more about ownership, shoot me an email anytime. Uh, and uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, especially OBS, Santa Anita, Del Mar. Um, we're part of the In the Money Media Network. Michelle, it's always great talking to you. It's great talking to you. Thanks, Billy. Okay, we'll see you. When am I going to see you? Oh, I don't. Are you? I'm going. To, are you going to go to OBS? Yeah. I might go to OBS. Yeah, you should. Might go. I might go to OBS. Was well, Ryan going? Oh, maybe. No, yeah, yeah, he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yes. You're the best. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.